You are about to witness history in the making. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the third Star Trek Picard special uh, for the Pop Culture Gamers. Uh, I'm Hayden, and I'm here, as always, with Alan. So, Alan, say hello. Konosatatu, Hayden. Uh, good to be back in for our third episode. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's moving fast. I'm, I'm look, I enjoy these every every Monday or Tuesday when we record them. It's great. It is. It's it's like it's allowing ourselves to have a bit of a debrief about it as well, yeah, isn't it? Really, it's and, great. And it is quite nice to properly nerd out on this sort of stuff. <laughs> Massively, yeah. Massively, our, theory, our, theory, our theories, our theories are going down a tree on some of the Facebook group message comments. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we're glad that you're enjoying it and hope that uh, you continue to enjoy, uh, enjoy these yep. as well. Um, so, okay, so shall we dive straight into, uh, into straight the away. show? Right, so we open up with a recap, uh, as these episodes always seem to do now. I think that that's the, the modern way of Star Trek, isn't it? Because Discovery yeah. goes into recaps as well. And one yep. thing that I noticed in the recap, which I hadn't really picked up on, was about when... Rizzo, who is the yeah. uh, but, uh, Romulan who's pretending to be a human, uh, describes yeah. O as distressed. Now, this might fit into some of the theories that we have later on, but yeah. if she's supposed to be Vulcan, you wouldn't be able to tell she was distressed. Yeah, no emotions would show. Yeah, no, exactly. It is because. Uh, it was the it was just that wording. It really, and they yeah. picked that out to put in the recap as well. So that must have some yeah. sort of significance, is what I'm thinking. Yeah, good catch. Yeah, I, I didn't catch that one though. So that's definitely interesting. Yeah, that holds up to maybe some materials we have later on as well. I think it. I think it does. I think it feeds into some of these theories mm. very nicely. So yeah. the the show starts properly, cutting to Picard. <laughs> Uh, as Picard leaves Starfleet and he debriefs Raffi, Raffi being his number one uh, mm. uh, officer when he gets promoted to Admiral and gets his new ship. Um, and this is uh, regarding the meeting that he's just had about the evacuation of Romulus. Now, yes. yeah. So uh, what do you think about the uniforms first off? I, I It was an interesting one. I mean, it kind of, Touch back to the more was it the more Voyager style or maybe style uniform that with a little twist in it. It was interesting. Yeah, I think it was quite in keeping yeah. with some of the previous New designs that they've had yeah. for the future. You know, but yes. I, th- I think it was like a natural kind of development sort of thing. Yeah, but I quite like that that uniform. Although I think yeah, you could it nice it did, but I think you could tell that it was done on the cheap because it was only going to be used in one scene. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. It, yeah. So, um, anyway, she asked Picard, um, you know, if he was ready with the, uh, well, they were talking about it. And she says, so you were ready with the inventories from Beta Antares and um, 
Iradani A and a reserved mm. rosters from uh, Tanaka in personnel. So yeah. these are two interesting things. First off, his beta Antares uh, was reported to be the planet of origin of a card game called Fizzbin. Now, if you're not sure what Fizzbin is, <laughs> then you need to watch a really old episode called A Piece of the Action, where uh, Kirk and crew beam down to a planet where the whole society has modelled themselves on the gangster culture, you know, the Al Capone sort yeah, of culture, yeah. um, you know, of the 20th century. And uh, basically, in order to escape from the Sigma Rai Oceans, the, uh, well, Kirk makes up this game on the spot called Fizzbin, which he says is from Beta Antares A. Yeah, yeah, that's so, that's another one of your deep cuts again there, no hidden. It is. So <laughs> I, I, I just I just thought you know that that was really nice. I really quite like that that episode actually yes. because it is really really quite funny. It is done all tongue in cheek, yeah. and you know even where Spock starting to talk gangsterish, gangsterish, yeah, yeah, and uh, right. and uh, they beam up one of the gangster bosses at one point. Uh, and he's, you know, keeping him on heat, as it were, as I think as they call it. <laughs> and then Scotty says, you watch your tongue or you'll be wearing concrete galoshes. And he say, and the <laughs> guy says, you mean cement overshoes? <laughs> <laughs> so that's quite amusing. Yeah. Um, and the other uh, bit of deep cut here as well is uh, Iridanier which is one of three stars in the Vulcan system uh, and the star around which Vulcan and uh, Delta Vega orbited in um, Enterprise, the episode Home. Home. So the star was sufficiently bright enough to be seen from the planet Vulcan uh, that it caused the evolution of the Vulcan inner eyelid. This was first referenced in the episode of the original series Operation Annihilate and then mm. in Enterprise The Forge. Also, Eridani A had a Starfleet shipyards which were responsible for ships like the USS Britain, the Phoenix, the Prometheus and they're all from the Wounded, Night Terrors and Second Sight and that can be seen on the dedication plaques for those ships. Yeah, that kind of holds into one of the theories I have later on now about the sunglasses as well. All right, okay. Um, yeah, so now that I, that you mentioned it, I was it, that's kind of one of the things I popped into my head as well. Um, yeah, because this, yeah, again, this there, is why. Again, yeah, again. Sorry, go on. No, again, it's just like it's those small little things they're throwing into each episode, little kind of tidbits. Yeah, you know that 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 kind of like obviously someone like you with your knowledge and Steve as well would catch where I'd probably only catch one or two items. But not those deep cuts, you know. They're really, they're they're great to, to, for you to to bring them up and mention. It kind of makes you think then again about your own theories and what you're thinking about or what's going on. Mm. So yeah, very interesting. Yeah, um, I mean, for me, I I don't believe that Commodore O is a Vulcan. I think she's a Romulan posing as a Vulcan. Personally, yeah. That, I, well, but, I can. I might just mention my theory here and that, like, go on, because uh, um, I kind of think she was a Romulan. She's a Romulan spy posing as a Vulcan, because we know that the Vulcans possess that second sight of eyelids that affects by the light. So, 
so it seems that the Vul- the Vulcan would she wouldn't as a Vulcan she wouldn't need protection from the sun, you know. Um, mm. Her eyes would 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 be handle it no problem at any kind of brightness or any kind of uh, sunlight. So yeah. the fact that she's wearing sunglasses, so that theory kind of ties into what you just mentioned there. Yeah, so and the I, fact that, that she of, was emotional as well. Yeah, so that yeah. holds up. I think that that one is probably the more uh, top theory at the moment. Definitely, she's a Romulan. I, I'm I'm sticking with that one. I think. Mm. Not your other idea. So, my other theory, will I say it now, will I? You can if you want, yeah. Or you can talk, we can yeah, keep people on. in suspense. No. <laughs> no, we keep people in suspense. The other one's a real throw in the dark. It's a really see, a throw mud at the mirror and see will it stick. But it's it's another we'll, one we'll of those say. deep cuts, so we'll we'll, we'll keep yeah. that till the end then, shall we then? Yeah. So, talk about Sins are dismantled. Uh, and Rafi asks, why would Sins wake up and go suicidal? Um, you know, and says that mm-hmm. she thinks that this is the Tal Shiar. Yeah. Which is interesting because I picked up on something else that was in an, a follow-on discussion. Evidently, the droids are model A500s. I wonder if they had the Commodore Amiga operating system in there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were on off workbench. Maybe that's why the work oh, yes. went bad. <laughs> uh, so Picard says he didn't want to... Uh, uh, he didn't... Uh, sorry. Put my teeth in. Picard says uh, half didn't want to rescue the Romulans anyway in Starfleet, and the other half had just mm-hmm. played frightened. Picard yeah. said, you know, give them the ultimatum, you either do my plan or I resign. And much mm-hmm. to his shock and horror, he was fired, basically. Um, That's correct. You know, they accepted his uh, resignation. Um, and then Rafi gets summons to the CNC and leaves quite upset with Picard, saying, That's great, you retire. And I get fired. Um, no, I'm going to jump in here a bit on that on one. I, I did mention last week in the comic that that's what I felt why she turned kind of to, against Picard. Now, I know later on in the episode we find out a bit more that, uh, why he didn't, why she kind of hates him. But I'm going to go on my own deep cut here on the comics because there's a comic called The Noise of Justice, which is it's a couple of years old now, where a young Picard of 17... He's actually standing in the same garden that he's res- just resigned in. Yeah, because he was friends with he was friends with Boothby. Yeah, yeah. yes, he right. Was the he failed Gardner. the first. Yeah, in the comic they go into that in a lot more detail. It's a really good comic. Mm. Um, the noise is justic, and it's kind of a young Picard. It's kind of like the year one ones of Superman and Batman. Yeah, they kind of did a year one of Picard, so it's really mm. good. So, I thought that was good the way they kind of pull a full circle. The same place he decided to join, the same place he was basically quit. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, but also, I mean, for those of you who might not know, uh, Boothby was a Starfleet gardener for San Francisco. Yeah. But effectively speaking, really kind of like a bit of a mentor to all of the captains by all, all That's means. That's correct, yes. And, uh, you know, that obviously, uh, you know, referenced in uh, not only... Um, uh, sorry, the next generation, but I think in DS9 as well. Yeah. Uh, Boothby turned up on a couple of occasions. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we cut to modern day, and Raffi's, uh, you, we're in Raffi's pad now, you know, her mm-hmm. sort of like hovel at the base of Vasquez Rock, which must and have cost a fortune. Said Vasquez Rock, yeah. yeah. They actually said Vasquez Rock as well, which I thought was great. Yeah. You know? Especially after all of the Star Trek that's gone on there, you know, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. It's nice, yeah. So, um, 
anyway, Raffi Picard are talking about uh, his plan. Uh, she doesn't know what to say and thinks that, you know, he has a, a nerve asking, basically. And she's vaping. Because yeah. she picks off a plant and starts smoking or vaping uh, this, which really made me... To, to me, that was a bit of a taking me out of the immersion because yeah. in Star Trek, whenever there's been smoke, there has been a big uproar about it. And Gene Roddenberry wouldn't, you know, people, uh, cigarette companies used to want to advertise for Star Trek and Gene Roddenberry wouldn't allow it. Yeah, well, the showrunner came with a lot of stick this this week now over that mm. because of the drinking, the, the vaping and also just... The, the well, when we see talk later on the new cat, the new captain of the ship, uh, Rizzo, yeah. I think his name is it. He also has uh, tobacco. Rios. Rios, thank you. Yeah, I said Rios. That's my dyslexia. No, Rios. He um he also has like a tobacco in his mouth. He, he has and, a cigar. Um, he has a, he's a cigar, big fat cigar. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's dra- he's like pushing back shots quickly. You know. Yeah. Um. Again, it's like the cursing. You know. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel like Star Trek to me, as an old, an old, like an older guy who's been there since, like yourself, since the start. Yeah. It just you know, it, I know they're kind of like it's a modern time we live in now, and you know that happens. But again, it's Star Trek. You know, it doesn't suit us. Mm. Yeah, I, I, it just takes you out of that immersion a little it does. bit. I think um, in the show, which is, which is a bit of a shame. But I think what they're trying to do is just. As I said before, go the opposite way to Star Wars and make it a bit more adult, so it follows the fans to their current age, kind of thing. Yeah, um, I agree with you there. But also, like if you think back to the nineteen fifties and sixties, even up to the eighties, when tobacco companies used to pay like female actresses to smoke in movies, you know, it was part oh yeah, of, it was like a like I'm wondering, is there some sort of company now vaping? Is there something else involved there with that? You know, trying to make it cool, you know. I just, again, I, did, I didn't like it, Hayden. It just didn't suit. Uh, it doesn't. I don't think it should be in Star Trek. I'll stand over that one. You know. Yeah, I would completely agree with you there as well. Mm. You know, it's, it's uh, a shame. It's, it's a shame, really. But anyway, but I have a few things to say about horror as well later on. And Rizzo, the two actors. What you know? Uh, as right. we continue, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, just let us know when you want to jump in on those. Ah, yeah. I'm sure I will. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, she's she's uh, you know said he, she's he's got a nerve for asking for help, and she yeah. uh, mocks him, um, you know, about uh, talking to the CNC. Then mention you know mentions his uh, interview, um, which she had with the news, uh, and mm. basically what she does is she says, you know, my life has unravelled, and it would have been nice to have for you have you know looked in on me at some point in the last yeah. sixteen years, which. It's kind of like a bit of a surprise for Picard, really. You would have thought he was yeah, a bit is, more... Yeah, <clears throat> But I suppose he was so hurt by the whole Starfleet thing, he tried to put everything behind him. Um, and, you know, she's like saying about he's got his nice chateau and she's got this hovel, which, yeah. again, all of this is really interesting because it contradicts previous Star Treks, like uh, Star Trek... You know the uh, the voyage home, where it says mm. we don't have money in the you know twenty third yeah. century as uh, or twenty fourth century. century. So yeah. that's you know it it's it's a bit of a conflict. I think. I mean, yeah. you know, why would people work on you know the Starfleet equivalent of Christmas 
if they're not getting yeah. paid, for example, you know, that's real dedication to your job. Yeah. I can't imagine any human ever getting that much dedication. You know, there'd have to be some sort of ulterior motive to it. So... Yeah, and again there, she called... I think it's the first time we hear her say JL, you know? Yeah. John Luke. Yeah, because she calls him John Luke um, instead of Captain or anything like and that. And that, that, hasn't, that hasn't gone down well either in the in in the twitterverse as we'll say or the interwebs people are saying like it's jean-luc you know it kind of it's either captain or admiral it kind of diminishes him just to jl to a pet name yeah and if they have that much of affection and he didn't call into her for he didn't call her for 16 years you know again it just feels out of place you know it does a bit it does a bit but Mm. maybe you know maybe as i've said the motivation for that is because yeah of what happened, you know, how his career ended, you know, on yeah. a low note, really, after, you it know, did. he'd literally saved the world. Yeah. Um, you know, you could understand him being really pissed off, but, you know, that's life, isn't it? That's life, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, basically, the conversation ends when she walks out on him and it cuts over to the board cube. And this is yeah. the first time we see Hugh. Hugh, brilliant. Yeah, really nice to see him uh, on the show again. And he hadn't changed much. He hadn't, but do you know what? I didn't actually no. recognise him for the first time. Uh, and it was only yeah. the next scene that I realised who he was. Um, or oh, Hugh he was. <laughs> Hugh was. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he's now the director of the Borg reclamation project and yeah. he's uh, been you know he's monitoring uh soji and uh you know obviously hugh his first appearance was in the episode i borg um oh, and then he was last seen in descent part one and two um yeah. which had law in it as well actually that's right uh going back to my theories about laws in this somewhere as well uh but yeah. uh basically um the episode i borg was Picard wanted to use Hugh as a um, sort of like a stealth bomb to to yeah. kill the, the to kill the Borg by implanting right. this image in their head, which would effectively shut them down. Mm. Yeah. Um, but like a virus, yeah, yeah, that sort of stuff. It, it being something that would have gone into the you know back subroutines and then increasingly taken more and more power because it was an unsolvable paradox. Uh, sort of display you know it's a bit like the Borg version of one of those optical illusions um, mm. but what happened was uh, Crusher and Georgie LaForge uh, befriended LaForge. this Borg yeah, yeah. yeah and he was cut off from the um, collective the, the collective so therefore his yeah. personality started to come through and then uh, Beverly Crusher and Geordie LaForge then said to Picard you've got to meet him because he is actually a person and Picard mm. met him and said we can't do this so yeah I think because um, I think because Hugh uh, described himself in uh, as I or something if I remember back to it yes that's uh, right I, I don't want to do it or something and that's when Picard said kind of went I'm trying to remember now it's an old episode he was taking it that he described himself as a kind of I as a person you know yeah. So then he just yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I remember the card said, "What did you yeah. say at that point?" Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah. yeah. When I think yeah. back, but the the thing about Hugh here now as the director of the Borg Reclamation Project, as you said, mm. I hope we get 
some sort of backstory how he got there or how this happens. Because that's an awful big jump from where he was left in Descent Part 1 and 2. It was really the last time we saw him, wasn't it, I think? It was, yeah. Well, yeah, how did he get from there to there, if you know what I mean? That's going to be an interesting story. I hope they they show us, or maybe we will see it with Seven or something in future episodes. I, I have know? a feeling that that story will actually be maybe covered in comics. I hope not. I think he deserves even 20, 10 minutes of a kind of... Like, they could do it quickly. Not quickly, but they could do it. Yeah, maybe you're right. I, th- I think that they could, but I I just have a feeling that we're not going to know how he made that leap. But do you not think that's too big a leap now for not, no explanation? Well, I think for those people who either didn't recognise him or didn't know who he was, the people wouldn't have thought about it. It's only because we know who the character that's is. That's true. Maybe you're right. Yeah. yeah. You're so, probably right, yeah. Yeah, so I, I I don't know. I hope we do find out how he got there, because the I last thing that we saw, he was sort of like leading these, um, you know, sort of like autonomous bog that had, yeah, you know regained right. the personality of being cut off from the, um, you know, from the collective. So I don't know, but anyway, he turns around and he says uh, that you know he was impressed about how uh, dead you know, how she spoke to the dead Borg in a previous episode mm. in the Borg's own language, which was Romulan. Yeah. And Hugh says about um, the Romulans uh, being exploited, uh, you know, p- people see as either something to exploit or to, you know, cage, as it were. And he says, the great thing is, we because we've got the Romulans on our back, now that means we've got somebody who thinks both is acceptable. So they're being exploited and sort of like mothballed at the same time, uh, which is effectively what you can see is happening to the Borg Cube, isn't it, really? Mm. Um, And then this is where we start to get in sort of like some new story in terms of he tells Soji that he will allow her to see Ramda, who is um, like, you know, some uh, architect, uh, sorry, uh, some writer or philosopher or whatever it is in in Romulan um and then you know uh, Soji asked what uh, Ram d- did before uh, she was assimilated and uh so uh so uh, Soji says she's read her confidential file uh which Hugh is quite surprised at uh, but yes. she says well I normally find if I ask nicely I get what I want which Hugh says is the opposite to what he finds yeah, this is leading to one of my other theories now later on. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about that later on. So, um, it's like Because she kind of mentions stuff that she doesn't know about, that she didn't know how she knew. Yes. So I, I have a theory in that later on as well. I'm looking forward to talking about that one. Yeah. So as it happens, uh, Ramda is an expert on Romulan mythology and she talks about the ther- therapeutic properties for a shared mythical framework. Yeah. So this is what no. she, what uh, what Soji's after as a way of therapy for Exborg. Yeah. And now she's visited her at this stage now, hasn't she, with all the other Romulans that have been that were Borg, isn't it? They're all together. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that? not not quite yeah. at this point in the show yet. Though this is okay. where he's saying we can, you know, you can see them. That's right. Okay, <coughs> you've gone so. Yeah. So then we cut back to Picard, um, and he's with Raffi. He apologises, uh, but Raffi says, I really don't care. And then this is where yeah. 
Picard tells Raffi about the Romulan uh, Tal Shiar synth hunters undertaking activities openly. Uh, again, mm. uh, Picard says that that couldn't happen without Federation help and that uh, Raffi always said that there was a Romulan Federation connection and he didn't believe it. I'm just yeah. going to say, take on my theory. Well, that hasn't been confirmed yet. I mean, oh come on, that's no, been... we'll tick all theories. We'll have a special show at the end of the <laughs> season, and we'll tick all theories. Then, my friend, I, I am. So, I am tick really... has been taken back. <laughs> no, 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 because uh, she also says that she has evidence of it yeah. as well. So, I, th- I think that you know, obviously, that's a, a very unsubtle clue about what's uh, yeah. what's happening. Uh, but you know that is that's what what I thought right from episode one. So I'm really quite yeah. pleased about that. <laughs> um, so Rafi says at this point that she was actually talking about Mars. So going back to what I was saying, uh, and she has evidence, uh, real evidence, but Picard says that there's no reason that the Romulans would undermine their own rescue. Um, and uh, she asks, what do you think, you know, happens when there's a cover up? So they have like yeah. this sort of like quite, um, you know, um, standoff argument between the two of them, don't they argue both sides? Uh, but Picard says he needs her, uh, but she refuses, but tells her, uh, tells him that she's found a pilot called Rios. Yeah. So then we cut to the uh, Daystrom Institute with uh, Dr. Girati, who's listening to some music, quite interestedly, with, you know, so, some like earbuds. So, you know, obviously yeah. that technology is going to be around for a, a few hundred years now, we think, by the look I, of it. I don't know. Or is it just more bloody product placement? <laughs> well, it didn't say AirPods you know? or anything on like that. So, no. You know, anyway, that would be Nokia in that century, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's true, I suppose, yeah. And this is where we start to see something very weird that we've never, other than, you know, never in the future seen before. Commodore yeah. O talks uh, to um, Dr. Girati. She, you know, comes up on her and says, oh, hello, this is who I am. But she's wearing sunglasses. Yeah. And she talks uh, about Dr. Jurassic's visits with Picard. Yeah. It's a very quick so, scene. We yeah. don't hear any of the conversation. All that we know is she wants to talk to Dr. Girati about her two visits with Picard. <clears throat> yeah. So... I think we'll talk about the sunglasses here for a quick second. Um, no, I already mentioned the sunglasses. One of my theories that we, she's a Roman spy. You know, I think this is probably the most sound theory. I think this is the most obvious one. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, when I saw the sunglasses, it was the second time I watched it. I was like, "Why is there sunglasses? It's so strange for this show." You never is it like is it a trend? Is she wants to be cool or does she want to be intimidating? But then I kind of went, well, in Discovery, they had the Mirror Universe. And I remember in the Mirror Universe, the the race, the people who used to live there, um, were really, really sensitive to light. Absolutely. So in my head, yeah, so I was thinking then, oh my God, we know that the Mirror Universe is destroyed pretty much, if I remember correctly, in, the, in Discovery. And some of them were, had travelled over to the current timeline or the current um, prime. I, I don't think so, that the mirror universe is destroyed. I thought it was. 
no, 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 it's not destroyed. No, um, what happened was um, Lorca was killed. Yes. And the the Empress is um, she. Yeah, she was on. That was destroyed, but not the whole universe. Yeah. I thought thought something had happened to the universe. It's been a while since I watched it. No, no, the universe is still there, so it's quite possible that it could be someone someone coming over. over. Yeah. Yeah, so I was just thinking maybe someone had crossed over and they were trying to manipulate this universe into their, you know, for their own needs, their own wants. So, you know, it would be good to get to tie in like they like to do in all other Star Trek shows. They like to tie in all the shows together somehow mm-hmm. and have all all connected, you know. Yeah. So it would be nice. I like this theory. I think I uh, I, I would like the, that kind of storyline, you know. But I think she's Romulan. I think it's more Romulan. I, I, I have to agree with you because I think with everything that is going on, to bring the mirror universe in really starts to mess a lot up. Yeah. Um, because it's just too many things going on. Because I'm going yeah. to talk about a theory that I've got later on, which links to Discovery Season 2. Okay. So... No, um, I just... I was just you thinking, know. like how they brought the, how they kind of connected the, the two thousand nine Star Trek movie with the destruction of um, the supernova. You know, they destroyed the Romulan homeworld. Yeah, like that really was in the timeline all along, and they kind of brought it into the current prime time. Mm. Maybe they're going to do the same. Maybe I was just thinking they might just do the same with the the mirror universe. They're going to bring it in and just somehow connect it together as well. I don't know. Well, the Mirror Universe did feature in uh, the original yeah. series DS9 That's right. and in Enterprise. Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good two-parter, was that? And there was a go on it as well. One. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen I? Evil Spock as... I think we've seen Evil Spock as well in the Mirror Mirror episode, I think. Was that episode called Mirror Mirror? Uh, yeah. As well? Yeah. So, again, something similar, you know? And yeah. that ties into me. That ties into the, maybe she's she's not a traditional Vulcan, you know. That she's from a different universe. Yeah, I mean she could be, but given the fact that the I I, I, I don't know. I, I I still feel it's just a little bit step too far. Is that bit? Yeah. But I do think that having uh, her as a Romulan posing as a Vulcan. Maybe even with the admiral's knowledge, yeah, you know, um, I I think that's most likely because Starfleet wouldn't, you know, um, tolerate a Romulan in the Federation ranks. But what if you got an admiral who was, you know, working with them, as is suggested by Raffi, mm. and you know she gets that person promoted up until the CNC, which is why yeah, also. Definitely. She would be able to answer questions about um, the being Romulan activities, operations on Earth. Yeah. Because a Vulcan wouldn't be able to answer that. That's true. Oh, there's that... so many theories. <coughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So every you start to analyse every little detail, don't you? Sometimes when you're watching the show, <laughs> yeah, pick out, pick out everything. <laughs> it is, and it adds. And I, I think that they deliberately pepper it with yeah. uh, truths and half truths and complete yeah, blind off. alleys to yeah, so that you know you get the truth there, but you also get an equal proportion of um, you know 
misdirections and blind alleys for you yeah. to follow as well. Uh, but I, I, I think she's Romulan. I'm, you know, yeah, the more I talk about, it, I think I think the, the Romulan one is the is the more sound a theory. Yeah, we could be completely wrong again. We'll see. But I think she's posing as a Vulcan. Yes, definitely. Yeah. She's yeah. definitely not Vulcan. She yeah. and if she is, she's not a traditional Vulcan. She might be half Vulcan. She might be uh, yeah, like, like uh, Spock, Savic. Yeah, like like Savic. You know, the on uh, Star Trek two and three. Yeah. Yeah, because she was half, uh, half Romulan. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Anyway, we'll carry on. So yeah. uh, we cut away from that, and um, now we cut back to the board cube, and yeah. Hugh orders a Vulcan to let him and Soji into a room where there are the disordered. Yeah. Uh, and the way to th- imagine this is, it's kind of like the uh, reclaimed Borg lunatic asylum <laughs> I, I thought i thought it was very much like um one flew over the cuckoo's nest feel to it yeah which, i was um, i was about to say that it's like the okay. the rec room in one yeah. flew over the cuckoo's nest isn't it yeah yeah i was just waiting for the music and, and the medication time to ping over the the, the intercom or something i love that yeah and, and that also strikes me back to uh the episode where will Riker's in a yeah. mental institute as well that's right so um, anyway, they go up to the character of Ramda, uh, mm-hmm. and she's using uh, Romulan tarot cards. Yeah. Um, and then we cut again away from um, that to uh, Rafi, and Picard calls her and says, you're doing your research, aren't you? She says, no, she isn't. And he says, well, I'm passing you some <laughs> data, carry on. So he's just completely, he knows he's got her on side. Yeah, you know, I like... Cause I liked the the weaving kind of the two stories quickly back and forward. They kind of went back and forward between Picard's conversation and the conversation with Ramda. You know, it was it was a nice kind of cuts back and forward, kept yeah. the action going a little bit. You know, yeah. So uh, the next bit is we get Picard beamed up uh, aboard uh, the new ship, uh, yeah. and we hear a short burst of the next generation. Generation. Tune. Oh, I got yeah. goosebumps. I won't lie to you. Oh, so that was, that was, yeah, that was lovely. That was really um, nice. To quote, to quote Q, you know, uh, it gets you right here, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. From the episode of Tapestry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, so he's greeted by an EMH who is yeah. uh, rushing to uh, Chris Rios um, and as he's been injured uh, and as a piece of metal sticking out of his shoulder. Um, yeah. Obviously, EMHs were first introduced in Star Trek Voyager, the episode The Caretaker, and fashioned after Dr. Lewis Zimmerman, who was a 24th right. century scientist and hollow engineer. Uh, Zimmerman has been on quite a few Trek episodes himself as a character uh, because he dated mm. Lita, who, uh, you know, and asked her to work at the Jupiter uh, station in the bar. Uh, yeah. But Lita later married Rom, who was Quark's brother. Quark's brother. And then by 2377, Dr. Lewis Zimmerman was terminally ill, and Reginald Barclay from The oh, Next Generation. One, one of my favourite characters. Yeah. He uh, worked with the Voyager EMH who was sent through uh, the, you know, uh, 
of the airwaves as it were beam to Jupiter Station to save Dr. Lewis Zimmerman's uh, life yeah. in the episode Lifeline. Lifeline. So can, he's, can, sorry, go on. Yeah. Can you imagine if this was all Barclay's one of his holodeck oh, novels that he <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the the season he just walked out through the door at the holodeck and and end um hol- end program. Yeah, That'd well, it, he'll, he'll probably be swinging <laughs> away with uh, Troy in one arm and, yeah. you know, uh, a three-foot-tall Riker shaking his fist yeah. in the other. <laughs> Barkley um, was one, he was one of my favourite characters. I love the character Barkley. Yeah, or as Picard called him, Mr. Broccoli. <laughs> Mr. Broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny episode. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, Chris um, Rios is actually Christa, Christobal. Hmm. Uh, Rios, and he's smoking a cigar, he's shirtless, and he has a mermaid on his upper arm. Um, now, the link here is uh, his ship is La Serena, which means oh, I didn't see mermaid. That one. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that. That's a good catch. Uh, mermaid or siren, catch. it means, yeah. <laughs> So no just a, you know, um, just a little uh, you know, nice uh, touch that he's so you know uh, in league with his ship that he's yeah. actually got a tattoo with a mermaid on his arm. Yeah, I thought that was quite nice. Uh, so he greets Picard, says he knows who he is. He's reading. He's said he's read one of his books, so we know that Picard mm. has obviously become an author at some point as well. Uh, Picard asks what happens, but he doesn't say. He just says he lived. The mm. EMH replicates a med kit there and then so More obviously there's, again. yeah there's holodeck transmitters obviously all around the ship yeah uh so uh picard is asked to sit sit down and this was a nice little thing i don't know if you notice and yeah, he looks the at the captain's chair the yeah. tng music plays but he sits at the cod yeah fantastic um, i got that right yeah after moving a book called the tragic sense of life by yeah. uh, miguel uh, de umundo now, the, the Tragic Sense of Life uh, is a real book and it uh, basically is for um, Unamuno to uh, derive from transcendence from the inevitability of life, evidently. <laughs> so um, it's presented as personal uh, tragedy and basically what he says is that without a sense of eternal life, the purposes of individuals become uh, futile and meaningless yeah. uh, and it basically it teaches to passionately rejects formal logic and accepts paradox and contradiction as an essential uh, way to view to view your life so that's what the book is basically about yeah which, if I had uh, a Homer Simpson if I had a Homer Simpson gift now here I'd go nerd <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair again, I- again with this book yeah it's another thing that Star Trek have done, I suppose, through all their seasons and episodes and shows. They bring our kind of real world into their fantasy world, if, if you know what I mean. You know, and just connect it again to what's happening in the show. You know? Yeah. It's good. They, a- they absolutely do. And I'm still waiting yeah, to I see like Shakespeare in the original Klingon form. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, to uh, to quote uh, Ken, yeah. Um, it's your discovered country. Okay, I thought it was Ratatouille. No, no, it's your discovered country because it's when they're all sat around the table, 
Um, and um, one, one of the Klingons, I think it's uh, Kang, uh, yeah. says, um, you know, they, they go, I can't remember how, how it's pronounced, but clap, clap, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, says to be or not to be. And it is, then that's when they say you haven't, you know, seen Klingon until uh, Shakespeare until you've seen it in the original Klingon form. Klingon, yeah, yeah. Which okay. I just love. I just love, and that that was very much taking uh, what the Rom- what the uh, Klingons were at the time, which was um, sort of like the Star Trek personification of Russia. Where it was yeah. like saying that Russia copied everything that America did or, or the rest of the world did, so they were like sort of like they took that uh, there anyway. So yeah, so it's an interesting thing that they brought in that book. You know, that's yeah. a, that's a very specific and um, you know a lot of about what Picard is about is for his view is about his legacy and you know the thing about living on etc cetera, etc, cetera, mm-hmm. which I think is where. You know, that's why they chose that book, because of that thing about, you know, it's, it is about leaving a legacy, because yeah. otherwise, you know, your life becomes meaningless, that's you true. know, because of all and, of eternity. And I suppose you know, it goes back to his, when he had his resignation in and his arrogance, thinking that maybe they'll his legacy was too big, huh? Yeah, that they'll never do it, that they'll never but, accept yeah. it. Maybe because yeah. he thinks his legacy is too big, but in the end of the day, it wasn't, you know? Yeah. So, um, they both established that neither of them are the type of people to follow the rules, or ask a lawyer, as mm. they put it. Yeah. Um, but they also don't argue with Rafi as well, which I thought was quite interesting. <laughs> um so Picard discusses uh, Rios was the exo of a heavy cruiser, the Idbim um Majid. And mm. Chris says uh, that you wouldn't have heard of it because it doesn't exist. Starfleet removed it from the records. Yeah. Which is exactly what happened, what happened to... to Discovery at the end of Season 2. Yeah. Uh, Rios is quite bitter about Starfleet, and Pic- but Picard is sort of like trying to get under his skin and saying, you know, everything here is Starfleet regulation and that you're Starfleet through to the core. And Rios basically says, either hire me or find another pilot. Don't get inside my head. Yeah. So. Um, now that we've kind of met the two new characters, I suppose. Yeah. Rafi and, and Rios. What do you think of them? Um, well, I'm going to say, because I know that uh, the emergency hologram, not the oh, EMH, oh. but the emergency hologram, hologram yeah. you really particularly didn't like because it was quite possibly the worst Irish accent yeah, that has ever was, been on a TV show. It was so back to the old, oh, Begara and Pot of Gold to the end of the rainbow kind of thought. It just, it was, I was kind of thought we'd gone past, like, if, like, the, the, speaking a normal Irish accent, you know, you don't have to fake it. It just rubbed me the wrong way. But even at that, I thought the two actors were just... It just didn't... They felt completely out of place. I didn't think they, they, they suited Star Trek so well, far. It, I don't think... Well, it's the know. same actor, isn't it? Because... Uh, yeah, but even even Rafi, even her, I just thought it was overacted. She, I just I just didn't like the character. Really? Me. Yeah. For Out of the three episodes so far, this has been the weakest of the three for me. Mm. And it was down to the two of them. 
I did like he he was such like a Logan character, Wolverine with his shirt off and smoking a cigar and drinking the I'm like, you know, it just I, didn't feel felt out of place, you know. Do you know what it's funny that you have said that because I thought, yeah, he's modelled his character on on uh, Wolverine. Yeah. Um and like sort of like Hugh Jackman's performance of him, really. I think that that that, that came across quite strongly. Like if you think back, if you think back to other Star Trek shows when they introduce new characters that eventually become like full c- characters on the show or whatever, you, you kind of take them straight away. You know, mm. there, there's very few. Just these two, I don't know what. Especially Raffi, I just don't like her, and I didn't like her in this episode. I've watched it three times now. I didn't like her the three times I watched it. I, I don't know. Was I it think... the, the actor. I didn't know. Was it the way she was playing it? Again, it goes back to the Doctor Who that we were talking about the other day when we were asking what we thought about the guy who played the Master. You know? Yeah. It was completely wrong. And it, looked yeah. out, it was out of place. So for me, personally, in my opinion, I thought those two characters, no, they might get better as they go on. Mm. Actually, the was it the EMH was the first guy who met Picard when he came yeah. onto the ship. I actually liked that character when he first spoke to Picard. Yes. The way he, that, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. So, again, it's a personal taste, you know? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I mean, I have to admit, in terms of the, the guy who plays Chris Rios, the EMH, and the mm. uh, EH, because yeah. it's all the same actor who plays all it three. Is, yeah. So, because it's not Starfleet, you don't have Dr. Lewis Zimmerman, you can have whatever you like as your emergency yeah. hologram. Uh, so, he's got a picture, you know, a model of himself. I actually really liked like him as uh, as an actor. And mm. uh, I don't know whether or not you've ever seen Salvation. I have. It's on I'm, Netflix. I'm, I'm on season three now at the moment of it. It's brilliant. Yeah. It is really, really good. And I really like him in it yeah. as well. Um, yeah. So, you know, he's he has done some good stuff, but his Irish accent really needs oh, work. It's so 1920s. Oh, Bigara. I mean, Pasha Gold at the the rainbow. <sighs> I yeah. was like, come on, if uh, Colomini or Chief O'Brien will be turning in his grave, he'd be... What was it? A little bit <sighs> starstruck there, are you? Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. was... yeah, that's what he was saying, wasn't it? It was awful. It was t- oh, and if that continues, I'll, I'll go mad. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't. At least at least Chris Rios isn't the Irish one. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, anyway, um, I... In terms of uh, Raffi, I don't mind her. Yeah. I think she's very much a sort of uh, very brash sort of are you talking to me or chewing a brick kind of person. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Uh, and in terms of uh, Chris, I just think that he's someone who's a bit broken. You yeah, know, uh, who yeah. Who wants to be better than he is but uh, you know he's kind of a bit like a Han Solo-y kind of figure it's definitely Han Solo kind of character they they based it on I thought and and Wolverine kind of a loner but with the heart with the heart of gold at the end of the day you know or with the heart of gold at the end of the day as the the EMH would say (laughs) I I think you should get in contact with uh, with them and say you'll do the Irish accent and he can just mime it 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 drives me very just it's so insulting like yeah I know what you mean Anyway, um, anyway so um, we cut back to Raffi, and this is interesting because mm. she's doing a research, uh, you know, to find Maddox because we don't yeah. hear much about Maddox in this episode. Um, but and she finds a quantum signature for Free Cloud yeah. on the screen, 
And also on the screen, it's and this I don't know if you noticed this or not. I do. They know it was one of my Easter eggs. But I leave you take it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let you say it because I've no, said no, loads of go. Easter. No, 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 you, no, go. you, you, you go, you go, you go. You she can tell she this. noticed the the crown egg. I don't, is it how you pronounce it? The gorn. The gorn egg. That's correct. Yeah. Which um, she's working in an encryption for on Bruce Maddox stuff. He left behind files, if I remember, and one of them is, is labeled the the gorn egg. And um, yeah. of one of the encryption programs, and this is reference to Kirk's uh, famous fight at where she's actually got her her mobile home, as we'll call it, uh, yeah. the Rock, um, famous fight of the Gorn in the arena. Is the arena episode arena episode it, of the original series? Yeah. It is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just said another uh, little throw and throw away Easter egg, but it's just very good, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and that that was uh, that fight was orchestrated by the Metrons. Yeah. Which were the Nerd. super advanced people at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I, you know, be, you know, being a geek is chic. That's being all I can ge- say. Yeah. Like yeah. I told you, Nerd is a new cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we cut back to Rios and mm. this is where you're having the horrible Irish accent going on. Yeah. And this mm. is where he's, you know, saying, oh, you're a little bit starstruck, are you? Oh sort of thing. <laughs> Sorry, that was my that was my impersonation actually, of him doing was, a bad accent. It was actually pretty good. It just sounded oh, it's just it's, oh, bloody Americans. They just do they, that. The, the TV shows really do do that accent on us. Tr- trust, tr- trust me, when you're English as well. Yeah, you know when because all of the villains talk like that. They do, yeah, and, and very pronounced English. <laughs> they don't don't use any sort of inflection in their voice at all. Paul. Yeah, uh, you know, um, so it's all, you know, we, we get exactly the same thing because as soon as anybody yeah. English comes onto a TV series that's an American, we know they're the bad guy. Yeah, because they've got an English accent, so you know we're stereotyped. Uh, yeah. But this is where the uh, emergency hologram is saying, "Are oh, you a little bit starstruck?" Um, you know. Picard, the chief contact with the Q continuum, reference mm. obviously encounter at Far Point. Uh, Q also introduced humans to the Borg as well. Mm. Arbiter of Succession, which links to Reunion. Reunion. Uh, Saviour of Earth from the Borg, obviously, it could be referencing the Best of Both Worlds Part 2 because the Borg were on their way to Sector 001, which was Earth. But yeah. um, was stopped just before they got there by Picard and everybody, uh, or it could be referencing first contact. Yeah, that could. Um, and Captain of the Enterprise is uh, D and E, and he even worked alongside Spock. He says, which is obviously a reference to okay. reunification parts yeah. one and two. It was a nice little list of of, of Picard's legacy again. I suppose as we were talking about earlier on, you know. Yeah. And this is where he says that Picard's uh, on the... I'm not going to do the Irish accent. I'm not considering it then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's on the side of the angels. Oh, on the side of the angels. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly how he said it as well. I know, yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Anyway. Yeah. And then Rios is saying that, you know, he's already had one heroic captain in his life and 10 years later he still can't get uh, seeing his... Uh, Blood and uh, brains splattered all over the wall, which looks yeah. okay. That gives you a nice sort of uh, it does, does sort it, yeah. of view. Um, so then we cut back to Picard, and he's leaving, and he's talking to uh, Laris, saying that he never really felt like he belonged to Chateau 
Picard. Yes, and she's talking um, with a perfect Irish accent because she's Irish. Yes. <laughs> 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 and then um, basically uh, noticed that they cut to the stars and the branches to show that, you know, because Picard was looking up into the sky. Mm. And I don't know if you saw this, but the branch of the tree and the leaves made a sort of Starfleet Delta. Oh, I didn't notice that, no. You didn't know that? I no. thought, okay, that, that's quite that's quite good the way that they've done that. So it's sort of like saying, you know, he wants to be out there, he wants to be in Starfleet Yeah, and I think still. that referenced back as well, I just thought of it there to, I think, was it when, when he was back in the Chateau with his brother? in one of the episodes and his brother said he never wanted to be here really he always wanted to be out in the stars you know yeah I think that was a kind of a nice uh, touch again to, to that episode you know yeah that's good so this is now where we start to cut between different scenes quite yeah. rapidly it was good yeah I liked it yeah so uh, we cut to the Borg cube and uh, Ramda is using ta- uh, the uh, Romulan tarot cards Soji gets the inspiration from a card that indicates that Romulan houses have false front doors mm. and everybody has to go around the back so she picks up a chair and sits behind her I like that that was a good moment that was a good moment and starts talk to her and that is her lead in to being able to talk to her mm. Uh, because she says, oh, you may come and sit and talk to me. Uh, cut back to Picard, and uh, Zaban brings some stuff out for Picard and then drops something, ducks just as a disruptor rifle fires over his head. Mm. So he's nearly killed by that shot, and then a fight follows with Romulans attacking. Picard's nearly killed uh, at the end of the fight by another Romulan who bursts in, mm. but he's shot in the back from outside... And around the corner comes Dr. Girati, who just happens to have a Romulan disruptor rifle. Yeah. I, I know you think she's a spy. I'm not, I'm not convinced of this yet. Um, well, you've ruined my, my, sorry, <laughs> my, sorry. my reveal later sorry. on. But don't, don't worry, don't worry. Uh, no, I think she is a spy, but we'll talk about a bit yeah, more about that later on. What, yeah. what my reasoning behind that is. Yeah. Uh, she tells Picard about O and um, she's quite upset and nervous. And she says she didn't tell uh, Picard uh, O one thing about mm. Picard. Uh, but then the Romulan that they've captured in the fight um, wakes up and they go and interrogate the Romulan, uh, who we find out is from the north. Yeah, that because, was good morning. Uh, evidently, to, to explain the different ways in which Romulans have appeared on Star Trek in the past, because some have had funny foreheads and some haven't. Evidently, if you're a northerner, you have the bigger forehead. <laughs> which, as a northerner in this country, I'm a bit insulted at. <laughs> I don't know, I've seen pictures. <laughs> yeah, but those are my rich <laughs> but those are my riches, you know, I'm, I'm more Klingon. <laughs> Yeah, but so, it was a nice, a nice kind of throwback again. Like it was good, you know. It is, yeah. So I, it was, it was quite good the way that they've sort of like explained the discontinuity yeah. in Star Trek, very subtly, but it's definitely there. It's like it's like as if they know the people who watch this are so anal about this this universe that they micro examine everything that they they kind of just counter the comments before they come on or for the questions before they happen, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, which I quite like. Yeah. 
Uh, well, let's face it, you know, this is a show that, that attracts people being in oh, about yeah. stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely so, does. Yeah. So, um, anyway, back to the board cube and more tarot mm. cards, uh, you know, that still being laid out. And Soji's talking to Ramda, and Ramda asks if the cards have a connection to Romulan mythology, which she says she hates that term. And then she says, well, what would you use? And she says, news. Yeah, that was interesting. It was, yeah. Um, and then Soji says that she's, you know, says the Borg may be able to create a shared narrative framework of understanding the trauma. Um, and then Ram, uh, Ramda starts saying she knows Soji. And then it yeah. cuts back to Picard and... Um, you know, Picard is asking a Romulan if he's Jacques Vash. Yeah. Uh, doesn't get any way, kills himself uh, with a suicide pill, you know, yeah, like the same one using the a previous episode, one. Yeah. yeah. Um, back to the board cube. And then Ramda says to Soji that she remembers her from tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and then basically uh, Soji starts asking about... Um, what uh, she was doing, what Ramda was doing uh, on the board cube, giving out lots of information. So what we find out is that Ramda was on board the very last ship assimilated by the cube, yeah, uh, the Shinorith, uh with 25 other passengers. But something went wrong. Um, and Soji asks, what caused the sub-matrix to collapse? Cut back to Picard. And then... Uh, you know, um, she's. I can't remember this bit. Why did you kill yeah, the girl? She's the girl. She's the girl. You've yeah, got no. There as well. Yeah, I, th- I think I've. Uh, I think I've uh, got my notes out in a bit of order, <laughs> out of order, rather. That's okay. Yeah, but we cut back to Picard. Some more yeah. dialogue. Um, oh, that was it. No, I do remember what this was. Now, Picard is saying, "Why did you kill the girl?" Referring to Daj, who was oh, yeah, killed well, in episode were... one. Yeah. And then the uh, Romulan says, she isn't a girl. She isn't what you think she is. Yeah, that's before he took the the poison thing, <coughs> the, the acid, before he spat it. He yeah. killed himself, yeah. Yeah, and, right. then he's, and then he starts saying about, where's the other one? And she, he said, you'll never find it before we yeah. do. And then he kills himself, So yeah, I think. Yeah, that's correct, yes. Yeah, so uh, that's... Uh, yeah, and, and that that's the end of him. He, his body disintegrates with the uh, with the swallowing the pill. Um, but this this is making me think about maybe that um, Soji isn't Data's daughter. Yeah, that I have a bit of a theory about this. No, I still think she's connected to Data, but later on I'll, I'll give you my other theory on her. I do, um, but I'm I'm starting to think that she's actually Law's daughter. No, I'm I'm gonna go one step further, but we'll keep going because we've got okay. to go. Okay, so um, anyway, we're back to Ramda, and she turns mm. over another tarot card with twins on it, and she goes yeah. crazy. Basically, yeah. she grabs a phaser and starts shouting, "Which sister are you? The one who lives or the one who dies?" Yeah, and uh, uh, you you are uh, Seb Cheneb, the destroyer. Destroyer. That yeah. Was very, yeah. So this seems to indicate that the link to the Jacques Vash is something that's happened in Romulan history, which warns them about synthetics uh, and maybe particularly twin synthetics. Mm. Um, so 
back to um, Romulan, uh, the Romulan with Picard. Uh, he's on. So he hasn't died yet. He still says the same. Mm. Back to Ramda again. She tries to uh, kill herself, but he's stopped by Soji. Who moved um, very fast? Yeah, the Romulans uh, stop what's happening generally, and then yeah. they get kicked out by Hugh. Uh, and so she sees that all of the crazy inmates who were like walking into walls and staring at the ceiling and stuff like that yeah. are suddenly all looking very annoyed at her. Yeah. Um, cut back to uh, Soji's quarters yeah. now, and she starts calling her mum and ask, and uh, you know she's saying you know are you okay and how's my sister? Yeah. Um, and she says, oh, yes, she's great. You know, she's thinking about getting a dog and blah, blah, blah. And the mother's face, there's something about that mother well, that is so false. Well, yeah, I think that's doc- that's Dr. Maddox. I think he's using that face or something to control Soji. Um, I'm, not, I'm not so sure about that. No. But, but Soji uh, fades and wakes up uh, when the wreck sort of walks in yeah. and basically he says oh, I've fallen in love with you yeah so because we yeah. have to have the the episode for the romanticists don't we um, and then it cuts to a corridor and Rizzo stops Narek uh, and basically her ears are back so she's no longer posing as a human federa- member of the federation yeah. she's uh, dressed as a Vulcan as uh, a Romulan rather yeah. Uh, they have a difference of opinion on how to stop Soji, uh, and she tells him not to fall in love with her. Yeah, there's a very much uh, Game of Thrones vibe now in this. These two. Yeah, yeah, there is. There is. Yeah. There is. Like if they're if they're brother and sister, or more likely brother and brother. I think there yeah. might be a bit of incest going on in there as it, well. It, it definitely felt like that the way they were interacting with each other, and yeah. they, were, they were commenting about facial appearances and stuff, and you know. So yeah, but, but definitely see what happens there. But definitely in a way that was is much more sinister yes. than Leah kissing Luke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so back to Picard, and he asks Girati what she didn't tell or, and she says that she's going with him. Yeah. Um, then they get a Chris from call. Uh, I'm sorry, a Chris from call. A call from Chris, um, uh, Rios, who says that things are getting hot down there and he beams him up uh, and Picard agrees that Girati will go with him uh, Rios isn't uh, says it, that he isn't ex, uh, expensive uh, so he is expensive but that uh, Girati will earn a keep um, and you know uh, they go up to the ship Rafi's on the con um, yeah. she's asking uh, to go with him but she's not joining him she just wants uh, a a Passage to Free Cloud. Yeah. Rafi asks Dr. Girati uh, who Dr. Girati is, and she says, So you don't even want security checks on your top secret mission, even the most basic. <laughs> Which, um, again, this is feeding into my theory. This is feeding into oh, my theory. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, too, it's very obvious, though. I know, but I think it's because it is so obvious that it makes it unobvious, so therefore it's what it is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's. Where did she get that blaster rifle from? I she had guns to have had falling it. all over the place. She shot him from outside. She wasn't in the room. Yeah, that's true. Okay. You know, if if you're raiding a chateau to kill someone, you don't think. I tell you what, I'll leave a rifle out here. 
just in case. Yeah. Do you? You take your guns in with you. So that she's she's been put there, definitely. Um so anyway, um where do we get to? So Rios asks uh you know, don't you want to be off? And they all take the seats. Rios is in the captain's chair, uh, and he waits for Picard to give that order of engage. Raffi oh, rolls her eyes. I love that. Yeah, but it was <laughs> yeah. brilliant. It was that. That was that was the the, the crowning glory moment part but of that he, whole episode. Even when he did, his body changed. If you know what I mean, and it he did. even lo- he even looked younger when he did it. He did. Like, I I think I said that was a one take. He just you know he just fell straight into being Picard straight away. It yeah. was brilliant. Oh, it was. It was like watching oh. the old Picard back. Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah. Um. Anyway, one just as a, a side note, I just thought mm-hmm. I'd mention this because this is really a deep cut. Oh, God. Is uh, that the new ship has a 3D interface uh, like more modern Treks. And in the uh, classic episode of DS9, uh, the uh, visitor, mm. Dr. Bashir, talks about, um, because they're all older, but they're on a Defiant that has been unmothballed or something. And yeah. he said, I haven't used a 2D interface for years, <laughs> which tends to imply that 3D controls are used in the future, which is about where this is. I just yeah. thought that was quite, you know, an interesting little deep cut there. And I, and I, then, I actually like the look of the, that, that, um, ship. The, 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 it looked cool, you know. Yeah, it, uh, to me, it's got um, sort of like vibes of um, Mass Effect sort of ship. It did, and it looked, it looked open, and it you know, it just it yeah. had a nice look to it, a nice feel to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the ship as well. Uh, and then we cut to outside of the ship. The next generation music comes on, and the ship goes to warp, and then the credits roll. Yeah. So uh, before we continue with theories and all other stuff. As an episode, how did you rank it? It was the weakest one of the the three yeah, so for far. Me as well, yeah. But I have to admit, it's how how can I put it? It's a bit like um, when you have your third lager. You still I, enjoy I it, but it's just not quite as good as the previous two. Do you well, know what I mean? I'll have to take your word on that because I'm a pioneer all my life and never drank, so... but Well, I don't drink either, but I'm trying to give people an analogy that they would understand. For me, for me you know what I would like that they, they had done for these three episodes, and they did it in The Mandalorian, if you've seen it, or I wish they had released these three together. Yeah. And have it as, and maybe a little bit shorter, but put it together like it's Picard's kind of, you know, a catch-up or, you know, like uh, introducing characters, uh, telling where we are at the moment in the universe, what's going on. And then they had those three episodes together in kind of one week. And then we know we've we've got into Warp Drive and now we lead into the weekly episodes. I think it would have suited the sh- No, we wouldn't have had three great podcasts out of it and in-depth talks either. But it just, it, it was definitely stretched out this episode was stretched out, I thought. Yeah. Well, we'd have had one four-hour podcast on it. Probably. Yeah, that's true. No, yeah. but, um, again, I've watched it three times this episode. I know you've watched it multiple times. Steve, I don't think yeah. Steve has caught up yet. Um, no. he, like He's working a lot of hours, in fairness. Um, 
but again, I can't wait for next week or not. Well, for a couple of days' time, you know, it's great. Yeah, yeah, we haven't got long to wait now. No, um, it's in- great. Interestingly enough, uh, the way that these have been done, the first three episodes have been done by the same director. Yeah, it feels like it- that. And it now gets handed over to Jonathan Frakes to do the next chapter because what they've said is these this series is in chapters yeah. uh, of two or three episodes each. So we're going to get Jonathan Frakes for the next couple of ones, who obviously is Commander Riker. Mm. Um, so you know we're going to get to uh, see what what uh, how he handles it, and he is an accomplished Star Trek. Oh, he is. Uh, director as well. Yeah, he's done some great episodes. Yeah, yeah again, like I said, it, it feels like a chapter, you know? So that could be just a little tightened up with a cut, cuts here and there. And mm. But again, it's great that we have, we can complain about little things like that, you know? Who'd, who'd think 20, when the show finished years ago, that we'd be back again talking about it. So I'm, I'm thrilled. Yeah, me too as well. It's absolutely fantastic yeah. to 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 see Picard back on screen. Oh, it's brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. So we have theories. Your theories now. You have a quite a list. So I think you are going to make sure you can say enough theories that you can say you you ticked off all of them. <laughs> You're kind no, of. No, I think that, I yeah. think I think that mine are all sort of like quite consistent. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, I, my theory was that they were that the Romulans were dissecting the Borg. Yeah. Cube to exploit it, which effectively Hugh confirmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tick theory done. Uh, Raffi confirmed that there was the Romulan Federation activity going on at the time of the collapse of the Romulan star and around Mars. Mm. So um, unless you know that it gets explored any further, I'm going to say tick is done. Um, Commodore O is supposed to be. Vulcan, but I think that she's Tal Shiar. Um, but like, I was aware that you had that theory about her being from the Mirror Universe. Yeah. I just, and I liked that idea, but I thought about it quite a bit. And I thought, um, well, if the Romulans had separated from, uh, the Vulcans and gone to a different planet, they might not have developed the inner eyelid. Yeah. So that might be why she was wearing sunglasses, but it's still, I, I still feel that there might be something there. I think you might have hit on something, but I don't know. She could be a Vulcan from the Mirror Universe. Or she could be just someone who likes sunglasses and wants to look trendy. It's, it, yeah. It's just, it, again, it could be something they throw in to throw us off. But they just did a close-up of her face with the sunglasses. They were so dark. It's a it, strange one. To be... To be realistic, because you've never had sunglasses in Star yeah. Trek in that way before, it would be a very, very strange choice to have done that unless there was a meaning in the script. Yeah. So I think that there's something there. Um, I think that Soji's mother is just another way of controlling Soji um, and that it's some sort of AI. Yeah, and I think that's one of my theories is that it's Dr. Maddox is controlling the AI. I, I don't think it's Dr. Maddox. No. I, I, I really don't think... I think that we've had enough hints from the Romulans that she's not what we think she is. Yeah. I think we're all, we're all hoping that she's Data's daughter, but I think that she's, at the best, Law's daughter. Okay. Um, it might... Yeah, you know, the, the um, it might be that the Borg have originated with the Robulans originally. You know, could the Borg be 
the Borg being disabled right after assimilating uh, Ramda and the other crew be because the Romulans have um, updated their DNA in some way with, with some sort of genetic marker that prevents uh, Borg from assimilating Romulans. Yeah, well, that goes back to my theory that the Vulcans created the Borg. I mm. still think we're going to... I've been doing research on that, and I'm going to... Then Over the next few weeks, I'm going to eventually talk about that. You know, I'm, I'm listening to some audiobooks and things, and some comics. Yes. So I'm going to yeah. wait until I get a couple of things together, and then write, you know... There's, yeah. not, there's not a lot out there on it. There's a couple of books and novels, but it's, 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 it's a tough one to track down. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, otherwise, um, did synthetics uh, thousands of years ago, were they, you know, sort of like hatched from twins, which mm. might explain why she was, you know, that's why Romulan's very cautious of these twins. Yeah. Um, or possibly another thing, could Soji be sent in the pa- into the past at the end of this to... and be this destroyer? That they're talking about, yeah. I see the that one goes, who lived, the destroyer. That theory now goes. I'm looking forward to you hearing my theory in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also think that we will discover that the nest is actually controlled by control. Yeah. So control being the section thirty one threat assessment that was a principal villain in Discovery season two. And I have a feeling that Seven is working with them. I with control, know. yeah. I don't think she would be. I, I, what mm. I've heard is that she's trying to liberate um, a, a bog that have been unassimilated, as it were. Maybe I just like I don't know. I, I think she could be connected somehow to it. Um, I'm I'm not so sure on that, mm. but we'll 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 carry on. Um, I think that with the loss of the discovery, part of control might have remained mm. and has been slowly infiltrating the Federation and maybe the Romulan society to find out about other AIs. Yeah. And I think that they maybe they actually caused or they, they were the instigator of this uh, Romulan Federation alliance to sort of unhinge the Romulan uh, initiative as well. That might be all in the background. I do have a question. Mm. If synthetic life is banned, why are there EMHs? Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't make sense. But that's but, more of holograms, really, isn't it? Yeah, but it's still synthetic life. It is aware. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's the I think, therefore I am. It is aware of itself and its surroundings and its impact on the surroundings. So therefore, it is. It you know, it's synthetic life. That would be my argument for it, but yeah. who knows? Um, I think that there are a number of parallels between Rios and Picard, and I think that uh, they're indicating that they're very similar yeah. personalities. Yeah, I agree with sort you. Sort of like one. Cut, cut from the same cloth sort yeah. of thing, but Rios has gone down this very much, you know, I'm uh, Han Solo and the Wolverine combined yeah, kinda, sort of. Yeah, kind of comments on that, like how clean his ship is, everything in its place. Yeah. Very Starfleet. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dr. Girati, I think that she has to be a spy for Commodore O. Mm -hmm. I think that she's been asked by Commodore O to go along. I think that Commodore O will have painted Picard as uh, being 
um, sort of like somebody who has, uh, I forgot what it is, syndrome, er erotic syndrome or whatever it is. Um, And that, uh, you know, she wants to go with, she wants it to go with Picard in case that there is something to it, but to report back. But she, I think she's doing it unaware that she is spying for this Tal Shiar Romulan who's supposed to be a Vulcan, as I'd, it were. I think that she's using O for her own means to get on the ship. That she's just... she. I think that she has another, a different hidden agenda for going with Picard and to finding Soji and learn about synthetic life. You know? I yeah. Think, I think it's more that. And I think that, yeah, Commander O probably asked her to do something or to spy. Mm. She probably said yes to her but she's not really going to do it. She's just using that to, to to get onto the ship and just do it, you know. So, uh, yes, she's a spy, but I don't think she really is, if that makes sense. No, probably doesn't. Yeah. Um. So, well, I think we'll see. Mm. I think that'll come out quite quickly, yeah. to be quite honest. Um. Again, going back to the two sisters, as I said before, one represented light and dark, and, you know, Soji is obviously the dark one or the destroyer mm. and i'm just question whether or not we're going to see soji uh get pushed back in time because we know time travel is possible in the star trek universe and she sets up the bog which uh, leads to the formation of the jatvash yeah so that's uh I think sort of like the yeah, theories have, i've come from you have enough theories there now so like percentage wise you'll probably get some of them right so you'll have lots of things compared to me. Well, no, I th- I th- I, what I've tried to do is I've tried to I think know, about yeah. where the story might go yeah. and um, and how they like to tie in the different things. I think it makes sense for them to tie in uh, control into this universe, or this part of the universe now as mm. well, this time frame, because then what they could do is bring back control later on you know, 930 years in the future in Discovery yeah. Season 3 or beyond. So that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. No, some good theories there. Um, they, they're a lot more interesting than my ones, but I'll give you, I've already spoke about the one um, Commander Orr wearing the sunglasses. Is she from, like, the, as we know from Disco, the Mirror Universe? So I spoke about that. I'm still sticking with the one that it's all about data and bringing him back. You know, I think that's the end game. It's bringing him back to life. Um, the other one I'm sticking with is that somehow the Vulcans, and maybe even you said the Romulans, are involved in creating the Borg. Now, your time-travelling theory might have something to do with that. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to stick with that one. Um, we spoke and I, we spoke about the one where I think always oh, a Romulan spy. That's why she wears the sunglasses. That's probably the one that makes the most sense. As you said, mm. you know, um, it probably, it definitely makes some more sense. Now, here's the one I have, and I only thought of it today while I was working, is Daj, uh, or Soji, is, I've said it before, connected to the Borg Queen. I think, mm-hmm. I was thinking the time when Data was, remember the time when Data's positronic brain, he was connected to the, held captive by the Borg Queen. Yeah, and his brain could have been downloaded. Yes, and I think that's where Maddox got his, what he was looking for to create um, Soji and Daj from the Borg Queen from the cube. 
because B4 was too destroyed for him to use. So then mm-hmm. I'm thinking that maybe he used Borg technology for synth- creating synthetics and creating the the collective or whatever and Data's mind or panatronic memory, the bit, the, the, the little thing he found. And I think that's why she can, she knows stuff that she doesn't know how she knows. Yeah. So I think, and that then ties into maybe she is time traveling, as you said, and she goes, if she is connected to the Borg Queen, she goes back in time and and creates the Borg universe. Again, it's mm. a it's a jump too far, but I like the idea of that that she's part Borg and part Data, you know. Um, I don't know what you think about that one. I I like the idea, mm. but I st- I still go back to. That this is, I don't, th- I think she's not, any, I don't think she's to do with data. I think from Picard's point of view, he's trying to rescue his friend. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think from his point of view, he thinks that's where he's going. Yeah. But I, I think it's going to, I think it's going to end up that data's gone. That, that, um, I think if anything, it's going to be law. I think it'll be law, and I think it'll be control. Okay. And that they've they've joined together somehow because law's evil, you know. Yeah. Um, he's manipulative. He knows how to get what he wants. Um, I think that the idea that Maddox, um, I think might be tied up with all of that, but I think that Maddox will be more prisoner than anything else now, being made to do law's bidding and control's bidding. Um, and I'm wondering, and something that's just come to me now, do we think that Free Cloud might be the Borg Cube? Because at first I thought, oh, this is going to be some sort of gambling thing. But then I thought, that strikes too much of uh, the daft planet on uh, The Last Jedi. Yeah. So I thought, surely they won't go down that route. But I don't know. It's, it was just a thought. Um, but... You know who knows, but I. <laughs> yeah, but wasn't wasn't La Serena? That's the name of the ship that he was. Was it? Ra- what's his name? Was what's the name of Rios? It? Rios. Didn't she? Didn't he say that that was the last destination? No, I'm wrong. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I thought he said that the free cloud was a planet they'd been before. I don't know. Maybe I know. I have to look back. I don't know. I, I, I yeah. didn't. I didn't hear that. But obviously, everybody knows what Free Cloud is. Yeah. So it could either be the Borg Cube that is, you know, because we know humans are working there as well. So maybe it's Free Cloud saying, you know, you like you're free to come and maybe, work yeah, on it. Maybe, yeah, but maybe. I, I, I don't know. Um, or it could be like another um, Raija. Yeah. And uh, it was good. I have and I have one thing left. Uh, it's just that remember they said they had that cool sign on the on the wall, five thousand eight hundred forty three days since last assimilation. Yeah, like that's sixteen years ago. It was two years before the attack on uh, the shipyard and Mars. So it's the same time as the Voyager returns. It's the same time as they discovered the supernova. Um, it's kind of this, it's all around this, it's all kind of the same time date another data type syndicate was discovered so i don't know if that's connected as well you know it's just mm-hmm. an interesting one so my theories now my theories are small compared to yours um i like i still i'm going to stick with data i'm going to stick with 
I the, the Borg Queen has to come into summer, and I still think the Q is going to come into summer as well. I don't know how. I just have a feeling he will. Well, you know, we've said about Q references today, yeah. haven't we? We've yeah. said it on the other two episodes yeah, as well. Yeah, there's just small little nods to him, you know? Yeah. But so that's it. That was a... So, again, I hope you enjoyed all our theories and all Hayden's deep, deep cuts <laughs> and my small cuts into this week's episode again. Oh, no, I, th- I, think you've, I think you've done some deep cuts this week. I think you've done some deep cuts. Um, um, you know, it's like I, I'd never even, I'll be honest, I'd never even thought about the Mirror Universe when she was wearing shades. Yeah, I, I, I was running on the treadmill when I thought of it. Because, as you know, I watch, some, I watch sometimes in the morning if I'm on the gym. Yeah, and um, it was the second time I watched this straight after, and I was like, "What?" And you know yourself, then you start thinking back, and yeah. Mm. Uh, well, if I'm right, I'll hold. It. I'll. I'll definitely have three ticks on that one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you can have a gold star with distinction. <laughs> uh, not- and likewise, if I'm right about uh, law, then I want a gold star with distinction as well. <laughs> no, no, it's not a competition. <laughs> But yeah, a good episode. Um, and can't wait again for next week. Yeah, you know, no, it's it's a good show. Yeah. Um, I was nervous about this, but it's just proved to be brilliant. Yeah, I think yeah, definitely. You just need to finish it off good now, and then give us some answers, not leave hanging too much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Okay. Anything else to add? No, that's it. Um, sorry, I haven't been on the last two Sunday episodes, but as you know, I'm working. Um, yeah. We're quite. I'm quite busy, but after talking to you today, I think we'll have a kind of a plan for the next few weeks. We'll, we'll yeah. start something else because I kind of miss. I've watched loads, and I'm actually playing loads. So, and yeah. surprise, surprise, I'm playing Destiny, Shock Horror. You got to catch them I know. all. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I messaged Steve, and I said he's one of yeah. us now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to go back on now in a minute and play again. So. Um, oh, very cool. Yeah, very so. cool. Um, so, I, I, do you want to do a short one tomorrow just to say what you've been playing? I can if you want. I, I'd love to. Even yeah. if you, tomorrow, some stage, you might do it. It's not what I've been playing and what I've been watching. And also, the movie I recommended, Sweep the Oscars, The yes. Parasite. I'm going to watch it again tomorrow. It's that good. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Right, well, right. in that case, we'll sort that out tomorrow. We'll Excellent, get that uh, down later in the rest of the week. Brilliant. Uh, so, uh, thanks for joining us again there, Alan. Not really appreciate you coming on. It's been a really good talk. It's great. I look forward uh, to every week, and you know that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, so, hope everybody's enjoyed it. If you have, let us know. You can always uh, do a nice review on uh, iTunes or somewhere like that as well. We always appreciate those. Mm-hmm. Um, Otherwise, you know all of the normal contact details uh, for the show, and that's in the normal show anyway, so we won't bother with that now. So just thank you all very much. Hope you've enjoyed it, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Slant.